you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact here with Simon Street, Sin City, Steve, and Matt Michaels. All the Vegas Bad Boys is here. And this is our three count. And we want to shout out everyone who's watching us live. Always feel free. Throw those comments in the book, in the chat, <laughs> in the chat messenger of uh, Facebook Live, Twitch Live, and um, and YouTube. So uh, let your voice be heard. We'll make sure to get it in as we see fit. Uh, and if you just download the podcast, this is Tuesday's episode. Thank you for downloading and taking a listen. So this is our three count. We got three good topics for you. So, uh, let's get right into it. It's time. Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. One, two, three. Count talk. Count talk, baby. All right, let's get with our first count. One. And this one is the top 10. Of Pro Wrestling Illustrated Women's List for 2022 revealed from NoDQ.com. All right. Uh, this is where I may at some point, uh, Sin City Steve needs your assistance because there's some names in here. I didn't get a chance to practice as I normally do, but let's see how I uh, how I have uh, I done. All right. Number 10, Taya Vaccari, AAA. Okay. Starlight Kid from Stardom. You got that one right. All right. Number eight, Charlotte Flair, WWE. Okay, this is what here it is. Here it is. Number seven, Saya Kamatani from Stardom. Saya. But yeah. Okay, Saya. All right. Yeah, yeah. Good job. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Number six, Jordan Grace, Impact. Number five, Jade Cargill, AEW. Look at Jade. Okay. <laughs> Number four, Becky Lynch, WWE. Number three, Thunder Rosa, AEW. Oh, okay. Number two, Bianca Belair, WWE. And number one, Sayuri, stardom. Kind of close. All right. Siri. Oh, Siri. Yeah. Siri. Oh, yeah. Right. Siri. My yeah. bad. I'm. I apologize, Siri. Take just, out the S, and, and if you take out the S, it's Yuri. Just add an S in front of it. Ah, see, yeah. that's why. That's that's why you're on the show, bro. Don't doubt yourself so much, bro. <laughs> you did good. Way better than when we first started. Hey, all right. This is the top ten. Of course, we see these come out every year. Um, this was your pick, uh, Mr. Michaels. What's your take, man? You must agree with every last one of these numbers that was put down here, man. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially for Surya uh, and uh, Sarah Kamatara and Starlight or uh, who the fuck are these people? Stardom. Well, let me Stardom. ask you: Do you think? Do, do y'all think that they should? 
I mean, it's kind of, it sucks to, to think to not uh, – you shouldn't put all aspects of wrestling promotions in there, but should stardom really be added in this? If you're not like uh, – yes. Should it? Okay. Well, I mean, it goes to Michael's point saying that who, – who he says, who the fuck are these people? And I think some may actually say that, right? Well, majority of pe- people will will probably say that. I mean, it's it's only natural. So I don't disagree with Michaels. You know, I, I would just say a lot of people looking at this list wouldn't know. So unless you watch Stardom, you wouldn't know. I mean, who you know? who in the states watch Stardom? I mean, Sin City, Sin City, you probably app, whoever bought the app. I had the app for a couple of months. Sin City, you the one who watch all the stuff that's like underground wrestling. Do you even watch Stardom? So I've watched a few. I've watched a few shows, but I, it's yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not anywhere near my you know yeah. must be weekly. Yeah, I, I got I, you. Yeah, all unfortunately right. not. Michaels, I apologize, so, so man. Kick, Let me go so ahead. Kick those three off the list. Period. Okay, all right. Gone because they don't figure into what we actually consume. All right. So then you've got a big fat number five. <laughs> which is like the new term for a hot smoking fat turd. Jay Cargell as number five. What the <laughs> fuck? Uh, 50, maybe 60 at best. I don't know. Get you, her to fuck You did just way. use the word fat to describe Jade Cargell twice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course, because, you know, it's kind of like those movies where you see something, but it's not what you're supposed to be seeing because, she might look good, but goddamn, she sucks. I think she sucks. I think he she meant sucks. it. He meant it as P H A T. Sin City. He was he was using slang. That's what she meant. Pretty high and tempting. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. They know. can dress up like the She Hulk and serve him a drink. And um, then, <laughs> so Thunder Rosa. <laughs> really, if she's number three, and that's really her value then aew has no fucking clue what they're doing with their women's division then so get rid of you know get rid of her uh number three maybe top 10 but uh tony storm i could see mm-hmm. thunder rosa no i don't think there's any other woman in that fucking in aew that would be on this except for tony storm uh, without her in that division right now Vision shit. Um, Bert Baker, yeah, she could talk, but unless she's getting her nose broken, she can't wrestle. So, Damn. Uh, it's the, the hardest thing about this. This is Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. They've been injured for a long time, right? This year, so that's tough too. Um, personally, you'd put on uh, like someone like Cora Jade, maybe um, who's making a little impact that way um you gotta i it's it's fucking it's criminal that toxic attraction is not on this list that right there should be you know mandy at very least who's you know represented that fucking remember how bad she was yeah we forget that she was not a good wrestler at all she's gotten a lot better yeah so i mean that gotta count for something to to go from the drizzling shits to, to something decent um and then you got your wild cards uh like last year i think uh your dj your girl uh 
Diana Parvazaba. Mm -hmm. She yeah, was she, uh, she was on this list. She's not this year. Uh, and uh, where's Chelsea Green? That's another one who's you know not on the big programs that's been uh, making waves. Um, so yeah, uh, again, it's PWI, so doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and for uh, and for John, who made the comment, you know, who watches Stardom? That's what that's what WWE and AEW fans say about Impact. Uh, just so you know, John, I was watching uh, Raw this past Monday, and shockingly, a Impact commercial came on during Raw, which is something that I rarely ever see advertising the channel. That they come on. So for all people who own DirecTV, who maybe don't even think they have impact, that commercial is a good chance. So, John, I'm expecting a 2.5% increase in viewership starting next week. I just thought I'd let you know that. I did all the work in my head just in that few seconds of reading that. All right. Sin City. Or, or uh, yeah, Sin City, what's your take on this list? So I think that... Yeah, the John actually just mentioned in the chat that uh, something that I have to read out loud. The hard thing about both lists is that I think the time frame is from July of the previous year to June of the current year. By the time that the lists come out, you need to start thinking backwards. For instance, we haven't seen Becky since the end of July, so that's into the current list time frame. So um, realistically, though, I mean, you've got names like Charlotte Flair. Yes, Charlotte Flair has an amazing pedigree, an amazing career, but does she deserve to be in the top 10 list for 2022? No. Right, right, yeah. Um, and yes, I, I think that she's one of, if not the best women's wrestler on the planet right now um, and has been for some time. But the thing is, yeah, she's been, she's been off TV uh, for one reason or another until she comes back. Yeah, I can't have her in the top 10. Uh, the yeah. things that stand out to me, I, I'm not exactly a huge fan of how everything unfolded with her, but Liv Morgan uh, is 17. Uh, yeah. she, she was the women's champion on SmackDown for quite a few months. Um, she's, yeah, in the top 20. Deanna Perrazzo is at 19. Mandy Rose is at 21. It, I'll even throw this curveball curve out there. Camille. Uh, somebody who realistically we don't talk about a whole lot on here. She's been doing a whole hell of a lot, um, you know, with NWA and and with various other promotions. She's at 23. Tony Storm's at 25. So I think that Rhea, Rhea Ripley's at 42. It, it's crazy, man. So and, it and is, wait, this wait, list wait. is completely subjective. And keep in mind, it like Michael's even said, it's a PWI list. It's a fucking worked list. Can, can we also address the, the big fucking gapping thing? Ronda Rousey? Yes. 18. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Rousey is 18. <laughs> Jake Cardgill is better than Ronda Rousey <laughs> this past year, apparently. So. I mean, now, here's the thing. I, if, if you're going to go based P on record and stuff like that, then yet she could be maybe number 10 if you want to go that, you know, mm -hmm. if you want to mm -hmm. play that angle up. I don't think that she's top 10. I have to I have to say that. I don't think she's she top ain't 10. top 20. But but the fact is, 
The record is what it is. I don't know why they put her at five. Um, stupid. She, she slotted in at 50 last year. She slotted in at 50 last year. She made some major improvements to be in the top 10. She ain't made no motherfucking improvements. I need to start watching She made wardrobe improvements. That's what she made in in henchmen and lackeys. Jesus. Let me move right over to you, uh, uh, Simon Street. You you, you agree with the list? Would you add it, take away anything? This list is poppycock. Ah. Poppycock. And the reason why I say that is, come on, Jay Cargill, yeah, she looked nice, dressed nice. Walk nice, fit nice in a in, in a picture screen or in a thirst trap. She's a clickbait maybe, mm. but she ain't better than De- uh, Deanna Perrazzo. All the shit she done. She not even close to uh, uh, Miyako Satomura. Exactly. Come on, forty to fifty one days. UK Women's Title. Come yep. on, man. It's some bullshit, bro. I gotta call some shit out. Come on, man. Rhea Ripley, she ain't had to have no titles, but she over there, she over there getting some shit. Come on. Right. In 22, still lifting up big boys on the scoop slam. Also, also, Come on. I'm, I'm talking out of turn, but big shout no, out no, to no, Viva man. Van. FSW, F, you know, FSW's own Viva Van is number 50 on the list. You know what I mean? Like, if you're in Vegas, you can see members of this top 50 list it, it, yeah, go go yeah. to go see FSW shows. Go see indie wrestling. Support everyone on this list. Even if we're taking umbrage with where they're placing on this list, support support indie wrestling. And the only reason we haven't mentioned Lacey or uh, Zoe Stark is because if you go by the logic of this list in terms of the time frame, she's been she was injured pretty yeah. much the whole time. Yeah. So. But there's another one. Um, how about Nikita? Britt Baker. I mean, let, let's let's call it like it is. Britt Baker basically held the for a good while in 22 AEW's women division on her back. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm saying <laughs> held it on her back. I'm just I'm gonna call it like it is on her back, regardless of whoever she stepped up. Did she not step out for a long time? Or sorry, sorry, step up. I, I don't know, man. Um, listen, she did a hell of a lot better than Jay Cargill. Well, what, yeah, I mean, fucking goddamn Carmella probably did a lot better than Jake Cardiel. But um, the, the <laughs> problem with Britt Baker is you get this Thunderosa dynamic between the two. Yeah, that's true. I see your point. I see your point. And One so, without the other. Yeah. And yeah. there, and then if you add the, you know, the stuff backstage and the, you know, the shit that has been reported over the year. It just becomes sticky, and it's like I, I don't know, man. Um, but Tony Storm, on the other hand, has fucking stepped up. So definitely, hmm. they got well, well. They got Momo. Uh, what to, uh, you gotta say this one for me, Steve? Because I have it up every time. She on which? Where is Momo at? Momo is on where? So uh, Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Yeah, Mo- she Momo should be higher. She should be higher. Come yeah. on, man. It, I'm just saying, it, it seems very subjective is what I'm saying. But, yes, as I stated before, poppy, poppycock. Rock, Roxanne Perez, 36. Yeah. All righty. <laughs> Thank you, G-Scoop. Poppycock mentioned drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go over. Good article, good article. Into man. number two. Dude. Cody Rose says he didn't leave AEW over issues with CM Punk. This is from Fight 
Fool.com, and it reads a little something like this. Cody Rose says there were no issues with CM Punk and AEW since Cody had left AEW in February and officially returned to WWE at WrestleMania 38. Many had commented and speculated about the reasons Cody decided to leave the company he helped start. Rose has stated many times that he would remain silent on his AEW departure and that he has nothing but respect for Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, and Tony Khan. He stated that it was a personal decision that he wanted to win the WWE Championship, and Cody has offered more insight to his departure by once again saying that his decision to leave had nothing to do with Omega and the Young Bucks and now saying that it had nothing to do with CM Punk, which fans speculated and theorized. Uh, Punk... Uh, have made his uh, his issues. Well, let me read this because I thought maybe they were going to read it in the uh, article, but it says here in the tweet, Cody had um, someone had responded. Then why did you? Then why? Then why did Cody leave? Then Cody responded, "I didn't leave because of the Bucks or Kenny. I forever bonded to those men over what we created, and I remain very proud of that. And I didn't leave because of or have issues with Punk. We got along." And not money, not booking, just a personal issue with my wanting to go for the big one. Uh, end quote. That was the tweet there. Uh, back to the story. It says Punk made his issues with Omega and the Bunks clear during his AEW all-out post-show media scrum, airing his grievances with executive vice president and how they managed things. And the media scrum paved way to an altercation that left Punk and the elite suspended while Ace Steel was fired. And according to a new report, Punk has been, quote, voted out, end quote, of AEW with many stars unwilling to work with him. Meanwhile, a vignette featuring the Elite aired on Wednesday's AEW Dynamite. And uh, that's pretty much it for that. All right, so let's go back here. So Sin City Steve, this was your article. What's your take, man? You believe that Cody Rhodes uh, didn't have any issues with Mr. CM Punk? So I think that this puts that issue to rest. Ah. Uh, a lot of people had, you know, taken to Twitter and everywhere else on the internet to speculate as if they knew exactly what was going on, that, you know, it was because of the Bucks and Kenny, or maybe it was because of Punk. One thing that I find pretty interesting is that there's one name that we really didn't see him mention in that tweet. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah kind of starts up at the top i think and uh there we go john actually mentioned it in the mm -hmm. chat plain and simple cody's issues were with tk once tk started taking control of all aspects of the company that started the snow globe that's been AEW the last year um i think that you know it's it's really easy to sit here and point a finger and and say that it was this or that um like it or not there was a stipulation early on with Cody that if he lost a particular match that he could never challenge for the AEW world championship again. And right then and there that essentially just put the roadblock onto him really doing too much of anything in the, in the world title picture. So we knew that Cody had wanted to hold the world championship. He made that known. Um, so when that stipulation happened and everything went down, a lot of people's eyebrows kind of perked up. So I definitely think that he's being upfront with him wanting to go to WWE to get the championship that his father never did. Um, and I'm sure that he may have had an issue or two with TK 
if he chooses to bring those issues out to the light of day, then we'll find that out. But uh, if nothing else, this provides some closure to, to Cody's leaving AEW. Um, Simon Street, wasn't there at some point there was some talks about Cody Rhodes kind of feeling like, you know, out of the bunch between Omega and the Young Bucks, you know, having TK's ear where he didn't, he kind of, you know, lost that ear compared to the other two guys. Should we really believe that maybe there, I mean, we're, we're hearing him say there was no issue with Punk in that same conversation. He was saying there's no issues with with Omega and, and the Young Bucks. They're all brothers. Is he just pretty much just being a good PR guy, or do you think maybe there was really something there, but he's just really not trying to make anything big out of it? Um, I think that he's uh, he's playing nice in the sandbox, and I think when you play nice in the sandbox, it's important to do that at times because uh, it's, it's you know business is like a uh, it's a card game. You got to hold your, your 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 hand close, and you can't reveal too much. There will be a right time when he's going to fully disclose how he really feels about TK. The only thing I can do is speculate. And for what I can ascertain, if I were to play devil's advocate, I would say that, okay, if you grew up in this business, which Cody Rhodes has grown up in this business, and he has always been uh, a person that I think uh, observed a lot and took a lot mentally, right? TK didn't grow up in this business, okay? Um, not taking nothing away from Omega and the Bucks and what they've learned along the way as well. So let's just take those, those, all those guys. I think for a long time in the beginning of AEW, I, I would say my opinion that TK really did listen to a lot of what Cody was saying. But I think Co uh, Cody wanted to play the safe route and establish a stronger foundation for AEW. And I think he did that at first. And then I think TK, in my opinion, again, that he wanted to fast track that whether or not he had TNT in the ear or Turner or whatever it is in his ear or whatnot. And I think that's where things kind of split. That's just my take. Um, to the answer your question, I think that there was some truth to that. But I think Cody, like I said, he's in a good place right now. He's in a place to where when he comes back from injury, I think that he was honest and sincere when he said, look, I want to be able to capture something I wasn't able to do. And legacies is important to, to the roads. It's very, very important to them. And I think for him to do this, I mean, we already saw when he came back to WWE, um, I think all of us were emotional when we saw him come back. And so to see what's going to happen unfold when he comes back from injury uh, makes this statement that he made to be very true. And and kudos for him for being a professional at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, Matt Michaels, I mean, some would say, you know, Cody has uh, definitely had some tenure in being in the wrestling business, being in the back rooms of uh of, of of WWE for some time and a lot of other promotions, um, you know, sometimes you can kind of see things happening and, you know, you're trying to do your best to maybe remove yourself from something that could be about to, you, you're about to see start happening and you don't, you know, you want to kind of not be a part of that. Maybe there's a possibility, you know, who's saying that uh, he saw where this was kind of going with uh, CM Punk, maybe some words got around or something about his issues that he had with uh, the EVPs that was hearing and probably saw maybe some things are going to get out of hand and said, you know what, maybe it's just time for me to bounce. Uh, 
what's what's your what's your thought about that? You think maybe he kind of saw something, or this was just clearly the idea of look, I really don't have any issue. I just really want the capture WWE old gold, and that's it. I don't know. Show me what his offer was from Tony Khan. Mm. Let's 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 get down to it. What was Tony offering him? We don't know that. We don't know if he still had an executive role. Mm-hmm. Um, we also know that Brandy was not re-signed at that time either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this was uh, a thought-out decision. Um, I have to say, we we got to stop bringing up, well, he put himself in a position where he can't wrestle for the world title. Bullshit. It's wrestling. Yeah, they he can change that with a stipulation. Work <laughs> the shit out, man. Um, you know, I, I mean, it, and again, it's wrestling. This is the company that said records matter, and as we've pointed out, Matt Taven challenged for a championship <laughs> night one. So, hey, hey, at least they're a lot better at records than WCW was with that Goldberg bullshit. Was it like sixty-five and one? He only wrestled like forty matches. Let's nix that because we got Cardell doing the same fucking thing. So, basically, basically, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so, but no, the the honest truth is that you remember Cody Rhodes started AEW with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. They started the fucking thing. Yes, you did. And Tony Khan, at some point, his ego got really inflated by someone. Because, remember, it wasn't Tony Khan who got the fucking TNT deal. It was Cody. And how do we know this? Because Cody had two other fucking shows he was a part of on TNT. Yeah, it's true. So they wanted Cody Rhodes. Um, and that's and that's that. So, you know what? Um, he's, he's in the perfect, perfect way of saying all these things. To just, you know, to just basically say, hey, man, I had no problems with anything. I just decided to go this way. And that's that. Everyone's trying to start something. So, he doesn't, you know. Yeah, I hear you. (laughs) I'm sorry. you. I got triggered when I heard a a Michael Jackson quote. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Say that, and I can't start singing. Fucking Halloween weekend. Why don't you? Are you going to start dancing on coffins as a wolf man? all right y'all we'll go right over oh look at the comments just popping in look at this guy um all right so let's go right over into our Hmm. count three uh unless did you guys want to consider what john just said is john also his rocker coincidence is a good word yeah it's very good coincidence yes no doubt all right, so let's go over into count three. three. Bailey on WWE adding a secondary women's championship. And uh, this is from CagesideSeats.com. And this is how that reads. It says that earlier this month, Raquel Rodriguez was publicly campaigning for WWE to introduce a secondary women's championship going so far as to say it could be happening and it could be happening sooner rather than later. And there's nothing from the company to indicate that could be the case, but it's a new landscape with Triple H in charge of creative. Now, the woman who is next to challenge the Raw Women Championship, Bailey, was asked by Sports Kita about the possibility of the promotion adding a secondary title. 
and had this to say, quote, I mean, it wouldn't hurt. It would be nice to have another title, but I think it's just going to take time. You know, when we wanted those women tag team titles, it took a long time and it took someone actually fighting for them. So if that's what we want, someone has to stand up for it and, and, and really fight for it and prove that it's going to be a benefit to the division, end quote. The women got a lot more time on WWE television than they used to, but do they get enough to support another title? Sasha Banks and Naomi left in part because the tag team titles weren't, uh, weren't getting the proper uh, treatment. And would things be any different with the new leadership with another title thrown in? All right. So, Simon Street, this is your article, man. What's your take on Bailey agreeing maybe a secondary women's championship uh could come about if someone put the work in. Um, I think it's. I, I think the response that she said was safe. You know, every, every so often these things come up, whether it's men's or women. And I think the last time this came up, if I recall, was like 2016. They were kind of throwing some ideas around, uh, or at least rumors. Let me put it this way. I like how she stated two things. Number one, she stated, you know, with the tag titles, how long that took. I know uh, before the whole Sasha and Naomi walkout, there was some murmurings about how much work that was put in and her just basically confirming that the reason why they did walk out officially was because of the belts, not so much them, just the belts, not getting enough love. Uh, but she's right. I, I think it'd be great if you could add another one. Me personally, I feel like if the women of WWE's roster had their own show, Maybe they could have something like that. I don't know. Just out of curiosity, uh, then, what what type of title? Uh, I was thinking along the lines if they had like their own show, you know, something like a TBS women's title. Dare I say something something like that? But it'd have to have their own show. I I wouldn't oh. think it'd be safe. It would have to be a television type of title. It can't be like no, you yeah, you get what I'm saying. You already have a, a SmackDown women's title, a Raw women's title, and then you have tag titles. And you have probably, I would say, on the roster actively, probably a little bit more than uh, a dozen active women on the roster, a little bit more. You know what I mean? So it's not a lot of, yeah, they're getting more time, like she stated, but it's still not a lot. So I, the reason why I wanted to kind of open up this article is because, you know, there's a lot of people that do see a future in women's wrestling. Do you think that the future is adding another title or waiting for more quality to be added to your roster? I think it's the big question that I want to see what you guys thought about. Well, look, while they think about that, let me throw a question right quick over to to, to Matt Michaels. I know, I know automatically you're like, fuck that. They don't need to be no more titles. On the other hand, Bailey didn't necessarily knock it down. Do you think she's just doing the great PR thing that you do when you're on radio or camera or do you think maybe she really do think it could be an advantage of if they work hard to get another titles uh going you gotta understand bailey was a big fan of uh macho man and eddie guerrero and what do those guys have in common the intercontinental title and the intercontinental title mm -hmm. uh, is an example of an you know intermediate belt um so it's it's not unheard of it's not unthinkable it's tv time though and what you have to slot in so it's a, it's a bigger thing than um than just you know hey should we put more belts in or whatever you know 
that idea is listen they have a 24 7 title that literally changes hands at house shows but never <laughs> shows up on tv so um nikki cross won that title yesterday and then lost it to tamina who lost it back to the champion <laughs> who we don't even remember <laughs> on the fucking show that's funny so i mean that that just shows you you know how titles can go wrong um i got a solution you take one tag belt you take the other tag belt you put each on separate <laughs> shows and just call one a u.s and one an intercontinental and that's it With no more tag belts and just two separate on smackdown or raw there you go all right. Good job. Good job, Michaels. Way to save the world. <laughs> Saves money, too. <laughs> yeah. Now, Sin City, to, Steve. You, the plates. That's all. You, uh, you watch a show that's got uh, many of titles. Um, <laughs> do you. Uh, yeah, you gotta be low blowing AEW man. That's, that's shit. all he does, no, man. No, no, I'm just. Oh. Yes, you are. I really should. I really should start watching Impact so that I can just come in here and talk shit about Impact. Just, to, just so that I can needle Hold him. On. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. You know what's so messed up, Sin City? He over here bad mouth AEW. I just Impact is part of the AEW family. Did he right. forget that shit? All I said. What What was wrong with the statement? That I the question I asked. I'm it's just not saying, today, brother. It's not today. It's many passive aggressive to the mat, man. <laughs> uh, Steve, Steve. Yet you forget that AEW has held more Impact titles within the last two years than Impact Wrestling. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm well aware. Yeah. Oh my God. All right, sissy. Oh, What's your take on this article? <laughs> so my thing is this. Um, you know, if if you if you really want to bring in another women's title you need to develop the the slot on the show for the women you need to have more of a women's presence before you institute another title you don't institute a title and then build a division around that title we have already seen how that can fail miserably in other promotions so yeah. I, i'm not opposed to it but as long as what what truly matters is the the order of precedence that women's wrestling is going to have on WWE programming. If they want to run more than one type, more than one program involving women at a time, then okay. But seemingly, if you watch a WWE show, there's one women's storyline, and that involves the two women involved in that in that women's championship match, and that's it. Mm -hmm. There's no other presence of women's wrestling on that show. So I think that it's a chicken and the egg kind of a thing, but I, I think that you need to start putting more of a uh, more of an emphasis on women's wrestling with storylines and enthralling storylines, not just oh yeah she hates her she hates her blah blah blah, but actually work on legit storylines and then talk about bringing in another women's title if the demand shows that it's there. Can can we pull up John's again real quick? Not not yeah. No, Wait, no. this is a new the one. He one. just you know John is really at it. Thank you, John, for being our yeah. Uh, yeah. That first one was fire though. I wish we could pull it back. Yes, pull that one up, John. You one hundred and twenty percent correct because there's a huge goddamn gap. Like we in a foreign third world country, and there's the rich and there's the extremely poor in quality of wrestling. We have upper echelon, and you said 
Charlotte, Becky, Bianca, Bailey, Oscar, Shasha, uh, Shasha, Shasha, and then you have people like Carmella, Dana Brooke. There's some other people, <laughs> Morgan. Um, you know, that's in between both of those, and it's yeah, that's part of the problem too because it's like, dude, should Carmella have the belt again? Hell no. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but what you're missing on this though is is a simple fact, and that is that when when you've got let's say charlotte against becky right and then you've got charlotte against bailey and then you got charlotte against ronda who once again was not mentioned by the way ronda all right um so what happens oh well they don't give anyone else a shot then you put a belt on Liv morgan and it's like well she doesn't deserve this she's horrible no, 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 you're, you're, you're exactly right. But you know what sucks about Liv Morgan? I wish she had the belt on her right now because she deserved to have the belt on her if we go back in time now more than when she got the damn belt in the first place. But what then would be a solution to her not having the belt now? An Intercontinental or a U.S.-type title is exactly what we're talking about. It's a person like Liv Morgan. It's a person like Rhea Ripley. It's a person like Ooh. Shayna Baszler. Well, we want to see badass Shayna. Well, she's not going to be badass Shayna at the top of her game amongst exactly. Charlotte and fucking Becky. And see, that's the thing. You got you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And, no, and no, it's no. Not just, right. It's not just top tier, bottom tier. It's there is a huge middle tier that we just kind of forget. It's actually the middle tier, and that it's called is, NXT. Well, NXT is a different story because NXT True. on its own is a whole different thing because all those people are eventually feeding it, yep. right? We didn't bring up EO. We didn't bring up uh, uh, what's her face, um, the other one, Dakota, on, uh, Dakota Kai, Dakota Kai. Right? Yeah. You know, think of those people. You just got Emma back if she's going to stay around, right? So you have all these people. The one thing they don't have anymore. Now, Carmella's off TV, but Carmella is not as bad as an Eva Marie, right? right. Why was Paige a standout? Because look at the fucking absolute horseshit she was wrestling against. Paige was fucking elevated because the people around her were dog shit. The Bellas were the only things close, and they were not close to being seasoned. And they didn't get better until they, they, uh, you know, married into the business. Or boob jobs. That too. Or at least one boob job. You know what they should call a title like that? They should have called it the bridesmaid title. Like, you, you know how the phrase goes, you know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Simple, solu- simple solution, dude. The divas title. Bring, Bring it, it back. Retirement. Have a divas title. Even, I think even, I think Paige still has belt. that title. I think I think Soraya still has that title. They have to clean it, though. Deep clean it a little bit. I think there might be some stuff on there. Bring back the butterfly belt. I'm a hundred percent behind the butterfly. Belt. <laughs> but you know what sucks about that? I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. you. Know what sucks about that? You know who really I felt made that title way better than what it was when Beth Phoenix had that title. I was just like, man. But then they start having the women's title though, right? Right around that time, like no, it wasn't. The no, 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 no. It came afterwards. You're right. It came after. Yeah, you. yeah. Beth, Beth retired before that. But yeah, the, the whole thing. Yeah, can Candice LeRae would be a great mid card. Jesus Christ. Fuck, John, just making us work this panel all night. Thank you. Uh, hey, get it, John. Go, go, go and get it. He, hey, he's dropping pearls. I'm telling you. 
But yeah, I mean, Candice LeRae, there's a great example. So once again, remember the whole thing that people get so pissed off about is they're not utilizing this person in the right way. But when you have, you know, hundreds of moving parts, that's the thing you have to be able to do. And if you're a person like Becky, she got lucky, man. If her nose wouldn't gotten smashed, Mm. She wouldn't have had yeah. a fucking thing to go off of. Yeah. But she delivered on the opportunity. And well, that's hold, the thing. I will I will agree with you on that last part. It was solidified. Because before that, and we did talk about it on the show, before she had the infamous nose burger, she was doing a lot of podcasts where she was kind of coming out of left field with a lot of these promos, these in-character promos, talking about she never got a chance. And I think that's when that finally Nia broke her damn nose, that just made everything set her apart. Because she was going pretty hot in the paint with a lot of those uh, shows she was doing and stuff. So, But yeah, Bridesmaid title. All right. That was, loud. That was very loud. Yeah. We're working on making it louder. All right, y'all. Uh, great show. Three count. As always, we appreciate all of you thank hanging out you, with you, us. God. John, don't be sorry. Do it every day, every Sunday. That's right. Love you, man. Yeah, we appreciate it. Hey, and you also can get your comments on there. You just got to look. We see you watching. So just type something in, something that's nice and not stupid and ridiculous. Just, you know, according to whatever we're talking about. We want to go ahead and throw it up and um, have discussions around that, you know. We'll do this again next week. It's good to see uh, everybody who joined us tonight, and again, uh, it's good to see all of the bad boys here as well. All right, so we're going to get down to our final thoughts for uh, for the week. I'm going to start off with you, Simon Street. What do you want to tell everybody? Well, guys, uh, no matter where you are, we're getting into the colder months. Some of you guys are getting into the uh, nicer months, and, uh, you know, it's that time of year, you know. Uh, holidays are coming around. Uh, try to do your best to kind of see what's out there in your community in ways that you can help out. Uh, there's a lot of people who are less fortunate than us. Uh, holidays can be the hardest for some people. And, uh, you know, try to extend some of that, uh, you know, uh, goodness and positivity as best you can. Also, too, guys, I'm just going to be real with you. It's important for you to have your opinion. It's important for you to have your beliefs. That's who you are. It makes you a person. But when you take that to a violent, extreme level, you lose focus on what you're passionate about and the focus will always be on your violence. So don't, don't, don't turn the tide of violence. If you believe in something, find an appropriate way for your voice to be heard. And uh, eventually one day it, it will echo where it needs to echo. All right. Good stuff, man. Uh, Sin City Steve. All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for all of the great chats. Uh, thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. Uh, we appreciate each and every single one of you. So thank you. Very special shout out. Very special thank you to all the brave men and women serving this country, whether you're doing it on lands foreign or domestic. Thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And uh, last but not least, repsports.com, repsports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code VEGAS at checkout and save yourself 15%. Perfect. Matt Michaels. Good night, everybody. All right. That is it, y'all. Until next week, we'll do it all over again. All right? Happy wrestling.
bad boys of podcasting.